Welcome to the Hammer Lane, a private podcast dedicated to the employees of Enterprise Transportation. Your host and Vice President of Trucking, Casey Teague, will cover topics that are important to you, our favorite employee. Posted once a month, we hope you find this podcast informative and somewhat entertaining. From interviews answering your questions, we'll try and cover all that's relevant to our business. If you have questions you'd like addressed, email them to thehammerlane at eprod.com. That is, again, thehammerlane at eprod.com. Now, let's get into the show. Hey, guys. Hey, this episode is completely unplanned, uh, but I wanted to get the word out as quickly as I could. And, and that's what's great about these podcasts uh, you all get the information straight from me without all the layers of interpretation. Kind of like when you were a kid, maybe you played that game of telephone where you pass the message, and by the time it gets to the end of the chain, uh, it's nothing that uh, uh, that resembles the original message. So here you go. Uh, this morning, it's kind of a serious deal. We had two incidents uh, across our team uh, that I think were serious enough uh, that we all need to take a breath and just reflect upon. Uh, for me, uh, the hair on the back of my neck still stands up uh, as, as I think about some of these. We had the first one, we'll just call it roll-away vehicle. Uh, it, the details are one of our crude terminals. We found one of our tractor trailers as we came to work, jackknifed in a ditch on the yard. After looking into the incident, it was determined that uh, this unit was parked on line, uh, but the, the brakes were not engaged. Additionally, the chalk blocks weren't put down. At some point, the unit began to roll down an incline and into a ditch that backs up to our, uh, to our yard. As the trailer entered this ditch, the ditch caused the unit uh, to turn causing the jackknife. While the damages are still not completely known, we're still assessing uh, the damage. Um, the, the unit was recovered by a wrecker, and we'll look it over, but it, the damage seems to be fairly extensive. Besides the damage, though, to our equipment, just think about what could have happened had someone been behind that unit. Um, and as it rolled, this could have been devastating. Had that unit been parked against the fence facing the road, it could have rolled through the fence and into traffic. You know, by the way, when it rolled away into the ditch, it was dark. So now you've got uh, a nighttime situation. Tractor trailer could have rolled into the, the street, and who knows who would have come down the road. There are plenty of what-if scenarios with this deal. Um, Fortunately, none of those what-ifs played out, thank God. Uh, we're still in the, in the fact-finding phase of this deal. We're gathering facts. Uh, but the initial assessment indicates that this incident, uh, while a near-miss, was completely avoidable. And it, it seems as though it occurred as a result of a procedural failure. Um, that was near-miss number one. It took place... Um, well, sometime between 4 a.m. and 7 a.m. this morning. Fast forward a few hours, around 7 a.m., we had another incident, and this one really scares me. We'll just call it lockout-tagout failure. 
at one of our LPG terminals, uh, we had a near miss when a member of our maintenance team was nearly run over. Guys, it sends chills up my back to even think about. I can't express how closely we came to having a very serious injury or worse, uh, a death. Here's, the, here's kind of the details behind this incident. A driver uh, requested assistance from the mechanic um, due to an air leak. The mechanic on duty asked him to back, it, back his unit into the shop. The driver went into the office to receive some paperwork uh, while the mechanic addressed the air leak. After repairing the air leak, the mechanic conducted an inspection of the trailer that included measuring the stroke of the brakes on the trailer. So to do that, he got on his creeper and slid under the unit. As he checked out uh, the brakes, he heard the door of the cab open and then close. Uh, the, our mechanic thought it was one of, his, one of his peers getting into the truck, another mechanic. So he didn't get out from underneath the trailer. He thought the mechanic was getting in the, the cab of the truck to retrieve something. Within a very short time of the door shutting, the tractor cranked up, and it was very quick. It began to roll um, while the mechanic was still underneath. Fortunately, though, he was positioned between the tires, and as the tractor moved forward, he began to pass through the tires of the trailer, although he wouldn't fit, and he recognized that. He was able to secure himself to the axle housing while still rolling on the creeper. Several witnesses attempted to get the driver's attention, but the driver wasn't, uh, wasn't responding. One witness had a flashlight in his hand, which he threw at the truck. Once the flashlight struck the truck, it got the driver's attention and he stopped, but not after dragging our mechanic between 75 and 100 feet, half of which was on the gravel in the yard. As you can imagine, there are several contributing factors that led to this near miss. So first of all, how do we lock out, tag out a truck? We've got covers that we place on the steering wheel, and that cover has a tag, and the tag should have the mechanic's name who placed the cover on the steering wheel. That indicates that that unit is not to be moved and that cover should not be removed except for by the mechanic who placed it on uh, the steering wheel. Ladies and gentlemen, that is our lockout tagout procedure for our trucks. The second thing, we failed to do a 360 walk around before we got into the truck and attempting to uh, to drive off. Um, I don't know if uh, y'all checked your email. We all get email now. Every day, there's a safety moment that's sent out. Those things are not just, it's not just a pencil whip thing. It's, it's what we embrace. Um, we start every meeting with a safety moment. We do that because Safe operations is in our DNA, ladies and gentlemen. It's important to us. And I, I don't know what I need to do to, in, to, to impart that upon everybody in the group. Both of these incidents occurred this morning 
both could be could have been very tragic, and I thank God they weren't. I thank God that they ended the way they did with no injuries. Both incidents took place as a result of failing to follow our policies and procedures. Both incidents served certainly for me, and I know some other members of the leadership team. They served as a wake-up call for all of us, and I really hope you pay attention to this message. Our policies and procedures are in place for a reason, to avoid incidents like the two that occurred this morning. Ladies and gentlemen, there is no load of gas or load of crude oil that's worth losing a member of our team. We cannot allow ourselves to become complacent. I recognize we do the same thing sometimes day in and day out, and it becomes mundane. Complacency is is easy to set in, but it's our job to ensure we do the right thing every single time. Don't let complacency sneak in. Let's keep our head in the game. When we become complacent, we make mistakes. When we bypass procedures because we're in a hurry, we make mistakes, and it's by the grace of God we had no injuries today. We can't have there being next time, guys. We can't, we can't do that. Y'all are too important to your families, to your friends, and to your enterprise teammates and to me to have something happen at work that results in a ser- serious injury or death. Please, please, please pay attention to what you're doing and ensure you do the right thing every time. I love you guys and appreciate you more than you'll ever know. And I really do look forward to getting out uh, and about and seeing you guys. Um, I I will tell you that this was scary. Um, When we, when we think about it, when we talk about it, I'm telling you the hair on the back of my neck stands up. Here's the rest of the story. Had that driver not stopped, that tractor was exiting the, uh, the shop had gotten out of the shop onto the gravel. The mechanic was still on his creeper, and the truck, he began to turn to the right. That creeper didn't turn. So as the truck turned, the trailer tires started inching closer and closer to our mechanic as he was on that creeper. He wouldn't fit under the axle. Um, so this could have ended much differently. But it didn't, thank goodness. Um, guys, I, I wanted to put this out there on the podcast uh, because it, it, it was a scary deal. Uh, when I got that call, um, I'm telling you, I, I still get a cold feeling at my back. Um, I appreciate what you guys do, and I appreciate um, that uh, the, the things we do can, can be dangerous if, uh, if, the proce- if our procedures and, are not followed. So I just ask uh, that, uh, that you just take a minute, take a breath, think about what you're doing, and let's keep our head in the game. Ladies and gentlemen, that's, that was my message. Uh, that was my intended message. But, you know, as I sit here and consider um, what's coming up this weekend, if you don't know, uh, we do have a federal holiday this weekend, and that, that is Memorial Day. A lot of y'all know that... Uh, I, I served in uh, the United States Army for quite a while, uh, 22 years. Um, and so these kind of holidays are near and dear to me. 
Um, well, let's talk about Memorial Day. There, there seems to always be a lot of confusion around Memorial Day and, and what it's all about. Uh, you know, I get people that know that I've been in the military, and you may too, uh, that uh, will come up and say, hey, thanks for your service. That's not what it's about. You don't need to thank me. Um, so I figured since I'm on the podcast, I'd do my part to try and clean things up with what is Memorial Day. And so let me tell you a little bit of history, uh, and I hope you, I hope you keep, uh, keep the podcast going because I thought this was pretty interesting. Memorial Day, originally called Decoration Day, from the early tradition of decorating graves with flowers, wreaths, and flags. Memorial Day is for remembrance of those who have died in service to our country. It was first observed uh, in May, on May 30th, 1868, to commemorate the sacrifices of Civil War soldiers by a proclamation of General John Logan, of the Grand Army of the Republic, an organization of former Union sailors and soldiers. During the first national commemoration, former Union general and sitting Ohio congressman James Garfield made a speech at Arlington National Cemetery, after which 5,000 participants helped to decorate the graves of more than 20,000 Union and Confederate soldiers who were buried there. This national event galvanized efforts to honor and remember fallen soldiers that began with local observances observances at burial grounds in several towns throughout the United States following the end of the Civil War, such as on May 1, 1865, the gathering in Charleston, South Carolina, which was organized by freed slaves to pay tribute and give a proper burial to Union troops. In 1873, New York was the first state to designate Memorial Day as a legal holiday. I did not know that. By the late 1800s, many more cities and communities observed Memorial Day, and several states had declared it a legal holiday. After World War I, it became an occasion for honoring those who died in all of America's wars, and was then more widely established as a national holiday through the United States. In 1971, Congress passed the Uniform Monday Holiday Act, and that established Memorial Day um, that was supposed to be commemorated on the last Monday of May. Memorial Day is commemorated at Arlington National Cemetery each year with a ceremony in which a small American flag is placed on each grave. Traditionally, the president or the vice president lays a wreath at the tomb of the unknown soldier. And ladies and gentlemen, if you have not had an opportunity to visit the tomb of the unknown soldier, that is a surreal moment for sure. Um, I think it's neat that it's uh, they've got such tradition. Um, the old guard is the infantry unit uh, that... Uh, that does the ceremony and provides uh, the guards for the tomb. Uh, and they do a phenomenal job at the changing of the guard. It's really neat. So as you, um, if you're off on Memorial Day, which is this Monday, next Monday, um, I hope, uh, hope you're able to uh, spend some time with friends and family. I would just ask this, just take a minute 
to reflect on those that have paid the ultimate sacrifice uh, for all of us to do what we do, for you to be able to be with your family. Um, you know, our, our country has got a lot of problems. It's certainly not perfect. Uh, but I, I, I tell you what, uh, there's nowhere else I'd like to live. I'll end with a quote. And like I said, James Garfield made that speech on May 30th, 1868 at Arlington National Cemetery. And this is his quote. We do not know one promise these men made, one pledge they gave, one word they spoke. But we do know they summed up and perfected by one supreme act the highest virtues of men and citizens. For love of country, they accepted death and thus resolved all doubts and made immortal their patriotism and their virtue. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you have a great rest of the day, a great rest of the week. Please keep it, uh, keep it rubber side down, and I'm going to see you out and about. Be careful in Hammer Lane. Thanks. This has been a podcast for you, our favorite employee. Stay tuned for more podcasts from Casey and the team. If you would like to submit a question, remember to email them to thehammerlane at eprod.com. Again, that's thehammerlane at eprod.com. Thanks for listening. Stay safe. And remember, do the best you can every day. Oh.